Hey, man. So uh, how are you doing? Um, I'm good. How have you uh, how have you been throughout the whole pandemic? Um, to be honest with you, in Minnesota, the whole pandemic, then we've been on a little bit of a strict lockdown. So I was in lockdown mood for four months before Friday and I had to fight in September. What was your uh, what was your training like? I'm sure there was a lot more cardio than anything else in there, knowing that you can't come into contact with people. Um, there was a lot of running, a lot of running just to get back in shape. But once we found out that we'll be fighting in September, I told my manager, Ricky, that if he can get me out there on the ranch with Cowboys, I can start training right away and get ready. That would be great. And once he did that, we just got right back to work. I want to talk a little bit about last year perform- your last performance. Uh, you know, obviously after everything going on, the pandemic, it had to be very weird getting back in there, especially coming off a loss. So describe what it was like to finally get your hand raised. I know it was a decision, but uh, but you got you got a win. So describe what the feeling like feeling was like when you uh, got your hand raised. Um, it was it was great, but like I said, I wasn't sure. How the fight played out, I just felt like I did the most damage. I was controlling most of it. He he did have some fury that got me hurt, but I felt I controlled most of it. Um, but you never I never like taking my fights to the decision part. So um, I was unsure, but when they said unanimous decision, I knew for sure that I had that part because I control I did mo- the most work, but like I said, I still get nervous whenever anything have to go to a decision. What was it like with the empty arena? There's a lot of fighters who like to, to hear the crowd, um, but a lot of people have been saying, you know what, it's nice to be able to hear my corner. So, so what was it like competing without, you know, full arena of people? To be honest, it, it wasn't bad. It was like sparring session. Normally when you go to sparring on Saturdays, there's no crowd, there's nobody cheering. Yes, I I kind of miss the ooh ah when you get a good shot, but it's something that I know for sure already when I landed. So it was able, it was a lot easier to hear your hear your own self and just be a little bit more patient, not listen to what the crowd is saying. Was it weird hearing the commentators as well? Like uh, I mean, I've seen, uh, I've been watching a lot of UFC in the empty arenas, and you can hear the commentators, and it's there's some fighters who kind of get bothered by it. Do you think that being the judges being able to hear all that too it plays a factor in their decision? Um, I say it's not much as the commentator is the judges being able to hear the fans say certain things that play a lot into their decisions because the fans might say "ooh ah," and the judges might think that was really effective, mm-hmm. and usually it's not. But fans are able to buy some of the judges' viewpoint that way, but. For the fight so far going to that one, I unfortunately I get ton of vision, so I was just lacking on my corner. Couldn't get the commentator at all, just focus on the test I, I had at hand. You mentioned training with Cowboy. What was it like going down there and training on his ranch? I mean, I've been a diehard Cowboy fan for forever. He's always been my favorite fighter. So what was it like training with him and what was it like kind of isolating yourself out there on the ranch? Um, to be honest, it was great because this is my third time actually being invited over there. The first time was getting him ready for the Gaethje fight. Second time was the Cowboy fight. So this time I was there for my own training camp. So it was a lot different. I didn't even 
have to focus on putting all my effort in helping him get ready. He, at the same time, he was getting ready for his fight coming up this Saturday. So it was a lot busy. Everybody was just grinding, basically. And the great part about it is, you know, if you need to get training done, it's not that far. You just get out of out of your out of your bunk and head to the gym. So that helped a lot. But the major thing is his hospitality, hospitality, and his family just welcome you with open arms. And I truly appreciate that so much. You hear? I mean, I've I've been. I've watched a lot of stuff on on Cowboy. Is he as crazy as he as it seems as he is on TV? Is he out there like riding ATVs before and after training? Is he that crazy? I wouldn't say he's that crazy, but he doesn't like to stay still. He likes to keep things exciting. He has a different mindset on training. So for him, a two-hour bike ride, that's a good warm-up. Going to Colorado to do some some skiing or sl- sledding, snowboard mobbing, that's a good day. So he, he just changed his, his training routine a lot different from what he normally do. Most people normally do, but the one thing I admire about him is he's a very hardworking man. All jokes aside, everybody think all he does is play. Man work hard, man. When you see people who just work hard, you got no choice but to work hard yourself. Yeah, Especially with everything is, you see on the ranch. Mm-hmm. He, he works hard for those. So it motivates, especially young fighters like me, just to constantly keep with the work and grind. Another thing is that passion. I mean, he's so passionate about fighting. He's like, I'm going to do this. Even if I'm going to walk or I'm going to be fighting. There's not many guys who have that, le- that level of passion. No, not many guys do that. And... The one thing about you, he's always, God, the guy is so generous that he's always got his heart open and he'll always try to break down knowledge to, especially people like me who don't know as much on certain things. And his, like I said, his passion is crazy because it's not just fighting. He loves, like, I think there was, they had a race like two months ago and he, it, it came to his town and he was like, we're going to do that shit. And he, he showed up. He, he actually won it. He won the dirty race. I was like, God damn. So the one thing about it, he's always finding something to keep him going. He never settled for anything easy. He always liked to keep things fun. And he, like I say, the, the vibe you get around him is like, you cannot, if you're a person who's just grumpy, yeah, it's kind of hard to do that around him because he'll make you smile regardless how you feel. And there's always some, some joke that's going to get cracked up. So it's just, it's just, it's just something else. I want to, uh, I want to focus a little bit on your last loss. Um, there's a lot of controversy surrounding it regarding the headbutt, whether it happened, whether it didn't. Clearly, there was, there was a, clearly there was a headbutt. Um, right. So, but what's the, what's the biggest lesson you learned from that fight? You know, obviously it's a loss on your record, but, but what lessons can you learn from that fight going forward? Um, I, the only lesson I learned from that is I may. A little, I made a mistake, which was letting him get that. I got a little bit too comfortable being on a cage. Normally, I don't have. I know. I already know most of my opponents. Nine, eighty percent of the time, they're gonna want to take me now. Even if they consider this a striker, when I when I touch you, eventually you're gonna want to take me now. So, I wasn't surprised he was gonna take me now. I was like I say, I'm the kind of person who got a plan A to F. <laughs> 
just for a person. So I knew I was going to get taken. I was ready for that. I just wasn't ready to get slammed and knocked out that way. But I was ready to get knocked, taken to the ground. I, I had plans to get back up, but I let I got too comfortable in the cage. And when he got that good body lock and picked me up and just two things went in my head once I got raised up. That was if I post my arms out, I might end up breaking it or keep my arms down. And hopefully once I land, I can pop back up. Unfortunately, it didn't even work out that way. Once I landed, my shoulder hit my chin and his head hit the other side. I went completely out, which I guess my, my boxing coach felt it was funny because his mindset was, hey, I just learned something about you. I told him what he said. So you're the only person that can knock yourself out. I'm like, <laughs> funny. So, but it was it was a learning experience. Like I said, whenever you have setback, the only thing that motivates you is just if you still fire to just work a lot harder and just correct the wrong that happened. And that's kind of what motivated me for my next fight. That I didn't care who it was. I just needed to make sure I took that taste out of my mouth of being defeated. Like I said, I'd normally don't take losing very well. I'm very competitive. So once that happened, I had to go back. That fight kind of replayed my mind for about two weeks straight. It hurts, but at the same time, it was a lesson learned that I need to improve and get better and I can't be comfortable with whatever it is. I constantly want to finish fights. So it was a it was a big learning thing, but I'm grateful for it and it just makes me better. One of the things I noticed about your career, too, is that, that you are doing kickboxing. You've had some kickboxing fights. Is it is it a way to just kind of stay busy on the side as well? Is it to, to, to make yourself better uh, on the speed? What's the reason for it? And where does your future lie? Kickboxing, MMA, or are you just going to do both? No. Unfortunately, like I said, for me, kickboxing, my coach kind of challenged me to, to kickboxing, and he said it would be a way for me to improve my – my striking ability since I come from a wrestling background. And for me, I always am excited on something that's going to challenge me to improve and grow. So kickboxing, when I got into it, was just a form of just keeping the rust off. I I wasn't expecting to get signed by Glory. When they said Glory was coming through, I was like, oh, I broke my hand in Legacy. So I was like... Well, we've been on the couch for for six months now. We need to at least shake some rust off. So I was like, um, great opportunity to go against some of the best strikers in the world and just see how far I'm, I'm at from them. Um, but once we got there, I realized the only thing these guys got on me is they got more experience than me. They've been doing it way longer than I have. So I had to adapt as quickly as possible. But I saw it as a stepping stone to grow. And not many people would think about doing something out of the comfort zone against some of the best in the world as, oh, you know what? I'm going to just shake some rust off. But I'm, I'm always excited with something that can challenge me. If, Like I said, if it doesn't challenge me, I'm not interested in it at all. So, so long as it piques my interest and it challenges me to grow even more, I'm all for it. So facing some of the best guys we are. More wins that I have under my more fights that I have underneath my record, it was something that just to let me know just how far I am from these guys and but how far I am from these guys. But the ultimate mindset was always to do MMA. Um, unfortunately, I am done. My glory contract was done 
last year. So I am done with kickboxing. Um, it was never my mindset to continue doing it. MMA was my main focus. Kickboxing was just away from the constant key leveling up and staying active as possible. You love being active. That being said, when is your next turnaround? Are you down to fight whenever, or do you want some time off to to get some more rust off, or, or what is the plan for you? Do you have a do you have a timeline for when you want to be of back? Course. Next? Like I said, we since the last fight, I've been staying in shape, been making sure we are ready just in case we get a short notice fight. Or my mindset is to clean some things off, especially the after just doing one month of training camp. I want to make sure I get some things off. And my mindset is hopefully to get a fight in early December or mid-December. I want to get one more fight before the year is over. Like I said, I just want to be as, as busy as possible. And hopefully it'll be something big or something that line me up for something big down the road. But I just want to be as active as possible. You're talking about down the road. Is is there a vision of the UFC, of a Bellator, of one of these organizations? Is that ultimately the long-term goal? That's been, that's been the goal when I started. So down the road, hopefully it comes there. But like I say, I'm the kind of person who always want to make sure when I get somewhere, I don't want to just get there to say I got there. I want to be there for the long term. So if it's a slow, steady route that I got to go to get there, I'd rather do it that way because I don't want to be one of those guys that got there and say, oh, I was in the USA, I was in Balazor, but you got kicked out. Now you got to work your way. No, if I get somewhere, I want to be there for a long time. So for that moment, I'm not going to rush anything. I'm just keep improving my craft, improving my skills. And when I get there, people will notice. A few, a few years ago, you had the opportunity, I believe, right? I'm looking for a fight to compete in front of Dana yep. White. What was that experience like? Um, it was great. The only thing he told, one thing he told me was, I still got some learning to do, which I'm actually grateful for him not taking me at that time. Because to be honest, I still had some learning to do, which gave me the opportunity to actually compete in glory against some other best strikers, just to see how much learning I need to do. But it made me, it gave me some time to improve my skills develop my skills and just grow a little bit more. And we learned a lot since then. And the only thing he told me was, we'll keep, your, we'll keep an eye on you. And I made sure that I had to come back to MMA. So now I am back and I'm still making waves in it. I'm just hoping I get a shot when the opportunity shows up again. And we capitalize on that. But until then, whoever they keep lining up in front of me, I'm going to make sure I keep putting on a great show and taking them out. Your uh, your story is unlike most um, in MMA. So how did you find the sport? How did you end up finding this passion of fighting people inside a cage? Um, <laughs> to be to be honest with you, um, I always thought of myself as a lover, not a fighter. If you would have told me about twelve years ago that you'll be a fighter one day, I would have laughed in your face and say, "You're crazy. What's wrong with you? Who wanted to do that?" Because growing up in Africa, one of the things we we do look at is celebrities who play sports. And the sport we normally play is soccer. Around the world is football in America is soccer. So that's the one thing I always dreamed that I would be playing down the road. When I came to the United States, um, I say my senior year, I got jumped, got my um, 
I caught my bone on in the air fracture, so luckily it didn't get broken. But that motivated me to learn how to defend myself because I hate feeling powerless that I can't do nothing. So it got me to the point where I needed to learn how to defend myself. Went to an MMA gym, God taught some things, and I was like, does this really work? I mean, I know you say it does. Um, eventually, six months later, I was taking my first MMA fight, and the only thing weighing my mind is, what the hell am I doing? These, like, I, I can see the fans. I'm like, you guys, y'all ain't got nothing better to do. What's wrong with y'all? Who would just stay around and watch people fight? What's wrong with you? And I'm not going to lie. I get nervous every competition because I'm not sure how it's going to end. And But we won that one. We kept winning. And eventually, it just grew on me that I love challenges. I love competing. So wherever the challenge is, where obstacle is, I'm always excited for that. And that's just kind of blending into what I'm in now. And I figure if we're good at it, might as well get to a point where we can actually help return a favor to my mother who helped raise me by herself. So I was like, oh, might as well do that. And now we're at a point where people are taking notice from back home and even around the world. So I'm just blessed for the opportunity and just constantly keep trying to get better every time. I was talking uh, about this with a couple of guys I work with um, about a dream UFC Africa card. As someone who's grown up there, what would that mean for, for the entire continent of Africa <laughs> to have something like that happen? Do you think it would really inspire fighters to or guys from Africa to get involved in the sport? Because I mean, there's only really a handful. Like you, know, you think Kamaru Usman, Israel Adesanya, who fights next weekend. Do you think it would really be huge for the continent? Um, like I said, the sport so far we is not well known around Africa yet. But one thing I don't think anybody can deny, we got athletes. So once we actually understand something, there's kind of no stopping us from achieving <laughs> that. Like I said, well, I as much as I hate to say it, we're naturally built for that work. Mm-hmm. So it's if a car like that ever happened, <laughs> It, it, it might top most UFC cards because that's something it's an experience I don't think many people ever got to see before. And when you say when you when you say Europe support that fighter, when you see an African come together and unite, it, it's a different story. I I, I know people have seen that was the Ali and Frazier fight in Africa. If that ever happened down there, USC wise, <laughs> that's gonna take that to a whole nother level. Especially with if with the African fighters the guy in the USC now, mm-hmm. yeah, that's gonna be a bigger platform and a different level of audience coming. But yeah, like, like you said, we just gotta learn. We yeah. got people back home who got the talent. We just need somebody to teach us in that part. And um we're slowly setting ways with that from Usman to Israel and I guess I'm slowly being the first person from my country that take the platform there's a lot of us unfortunately it just the spotlight's on me now so we'll slowly make a wave down there too in ghana too i mean probably the the scariest human being on planet earth is from cameroon i think he you know if you had him headlining a card down there it'd be nothing's bigger than that man man he is huge and nothing's bigger than him but like i said personality make fights and there's a lot of them like i said Israel, what's it called? Karai Uzma, everybody become, they come with a different personality that attracts something. And 
what's the girlfriend say you Ghana, he got something else that attracts people. So it just comes out to how your personality is and how people draw how you make people draw to you. So it, it definitely will be something amazing down the road. I'll ask you a couple more and then I'll let you go. Um so speaking of African fighters, Israel Adesanya is fighting Paulo Costa next weekend. Do you have a prediction for that fight? I actually do. Don't because don't get me wrong, Paulo Costa, he is he's strong, he's durable. In my honest opinion, he just leaves a little bit too much openings for counters. And Israel is a counter, he's a counterfighter, very smart counterfighter. He will slowly break you down and eventually he's going to get his way. But Costa will be dangerous in the first two rounds. But once he get, start getting counters, he's going to start trying to play smarter. And that's when Israel is going to start picking him slowly apart. But it's going to be a good fight. It's going to be a heck of a fight. Like I said, Israel will get tested. But if I had to pick, i say Israel will come out with a win. And last question. For people who haven't seen you fight, what can they expect from you anytime you enter the cage? Um, if you like, I say if you like somebody who throws vicious kicks, has good hands, good head movement, good boxing, and don't really want to grapple with you too much, yeah, I'm that guy. But like I said, I'm I never been a boring fight. I'm I never been wanting MMA. I never been wanting glory. So. It's always action packed with me. If I if I don't, I always come for the finish. So if I don't finish you, I'm gonna damage you somehow. But you give me an opportunity, I will put you away. I don't play around with those. I'm trying to make sure we don't take it to the judges as much as possible. I think I only been to the judges two times in my whole fight. In my yeah, in my entire fight, two times now. The rest is, is been finishes. All right, man. Thank you very much for the time. I've been a fan of yours for a little while, and I can't wait to see what you can do. I really have high hopes for you, so wish you all the best, man, and stay safe. Thank you for having me. You too, man. Thank you for the opportunity.